welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and my good friend, Southstand chum, bearded but absolute legend yesterday, Mr. Paul Levy. Hello everybody, welcome back to episode number 13 or 12A if you are of the superstitious uh, persuasion. Um, Thanks for joining us, thanks for listening to last week's uh, episode uh, number 12 proper. Um, We have had uh, uh, quite a substantial amount of um, listens to that, we're we're delighted to be uh, reaching so many corners of the Orient fandom. Um, I think we're going to start off on a very, very positive note this week and it's always great to be the bearer of good news um, at any time. Um, but well done and congratulations to David Elias and his wife on the birth of their daughter River, uh, River Elias, born last Saturday at 2.28. Shame we couldn't get the win on that day. We lost to Rochdale uh, 3-2, as you probably know. Um, but David, you're too tired to care, which is fair enough. Um, and well done for getting in early. Um, it uh, can't be underestimated the importance of staking your newborn's um, footballing <laughs> allegiances too early, especially if the other half are fans of a rival club. So well done on getting her the infant orient kit and avoiding her the, the, the indignity of having to potentially wear the Port Vale strip. So well done on that. Well done for putting your foot down. That must be some kind of record. Like, she was born last Saturday... And when we got this message, it was Thursday, so she already had the kit, which Sta- she must yeah. have been like a day old. Yeah, standard standard operating yeah. thing, yeah, absolutely, that's, that's good man in that, as in my part. Amazing, so if you've got any um, new additions to the family who are going to end up being Orient fans, we'd love to hear from them yep. uh, as part of a new feature, so if you do, you can contact us through the normal channels, you can uh, tweet us at Orient Outlook, or you can email us at orientoutlook at outlook.com, so we'd love to hear from you. And, uh, yeah, obviously the future's bright, the future's Orient. Well done. I like what you did there. Yeah, see what you did there. (laughs) Uh, Something that wasn't so bright, unfortunately on Sunday, it was confirmed that Lloyd James has actually broken his leg. Mm. Um, He was obviously at the game last Saturday, and we were told initial reports were that he'd broken his ankle, which was bad enough. But unfortunately, it turns out... um, I think this is going to be an easy amend... I think the ankle, there's so many different aspects to it. Sorry mm. to get all medical on it, not that I'm a doctor or anything, but I just think he's fractured his tibia. I think that's got a better healing and getting back to normal quicker because there's no ligaments or anything to it. Yeah, no, I hope so. I mean, easier? he's been on absolute sensational yeah. form this season. Outstanding. Been, you know, probably our best player. I'd say so. I don't think many people would argue with that kind no. of um, So it's a real shame that, that he's out, but, you know, when we put the tweet out, he'd broken his leg, we were one of the first to break it, <clears> and we got a lot of... Uh, Good, you know, goodwill messages for him. Absolutely. So Pete Hope at Hope Boy two nine one said thoughts with Lloyd this morning. Well up for the calls yesterday. Wish him a speedy recovery. Ian Jacobs at Ian Jacobs one nine five seven. What a miss he's going to be. Um, wishing you a speedy recovery, mate. Well done. Kevin Carter at Finance Kev said I am sure all O's fans will join me in wishing Lloyd a full and speedy recovery, which here, we do. Here. Yeah. Um, Spencer N at Speno zero one one. Get well soon, Lloydy. Come back even stronger from a big O's fan and Gary Lane at Latent Orient I like that I like that Yeah. Uh, said good luck mate looking forward to you being out on the pitch again fit and strong very soon so we wish Lloyd full recovery and hope that um, yeah he's back He's back on the pitch as soon as possible yeah. so get well mate and uh, yeah give our podcast a listen if you're 
<laughs> while you're resting up, you can you can catch up on the uh, on the whole back catalogue of it all. So uh, no excuses, Lloydie. We want to uh, we want to hear your feedback as well. Absolutely. So a new month now with the introduction of episode twelve A. So September has been and gone, which yep. leads us on to our infamous goal of the month campaign Absolutely. so the last one we done we had great support from everyone yep. uh, and even the players with the players getting involved voting for themselves for goals that weren't actually under consideration yeah if they could to affect Matt, Matt, Matt Baldry nominating himself for a goal that wasn't even nominated that's yeah. not the way it works Matt in the UK maybe, no. in, maybe in France, in France that's the way you yeah, do it. yeah Absolutely. but unfortunately you didn't make the cut this week this month either uh, in our review Scott Cuthbert did for his excellent Taken goal against Scunthorpe. Great header, I thought. Very yeah. strong. Rose quite high. Great corner from Dino. Yeah. But so that's our first nomination for goal of the month. And then it probably come as no surprise, given that we're not exactly um, setting the league alight uh, with goals <laughs> at the moment. But um, I thought McEnough's goal against Scun- uh, against Rochdale rather was was a was yeah, a very was a very good goal. Very sweet, sweet. hit. Yeah, uh, no kid was going to save that. And our last nomination for goal of the month is Roman Vincelo with his. Second nomination because he was nominated last, last month, month as well. So, um, but well, he didn't get any. He got third no, place. No, he got third he? place. But you know, the only player <laughs> to still be you know carry over from August nominations in September has remained. So maybe this month, mate. Maybe maybe this is your month. So as normal, you can register your vote with us via Twitter or email. We'd love yeah. to hear from you, and we will announce the winners on next weekend's podcast. Yep. So get voting. Make sure your favourite goal, your favourite player, makes the. Uh, Makes the winning podium spot. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. So then we had, um, well, Twitter got set on fire during the week. There's obviously lots of people with lots of opinions. Um, Now, uh, Nugent has actually come out and said that they've offered him the job. I understand yesterday that Milanese went into the supporters club after the game and said that he hasn't actually been offered the job. So there's a lot of controversy here. But I think if we're going to go on the original that he has been offered the job uh, for, con- for just purely for continuity's sake and because he's got his badges and because he's he knows the players, he knows the squad and it'd be nice to, to sort of promote from within like Barcelona do. I know we're not on the same level as that, but you know they like to promote from within for, for that continuity. I'm quite happy about this. Paul, did you just compare Leighton Orient to Barcelona? Did I, I did. just hear that? I did. Right. Um... No, Nugent doesn't do it for me, mate, I'm afraid. He has now had two games to prove himself. Mm. He hasn't. Mm. Um, To be fair to him, he's been big and bold with with his squad selections. You know, he's dropped Clark. So he's proved that he's not afraid Mm -hmm. to make big calls. But I think we need someone experienced and I think we need new blood Mm. um, to shake the squad up, Mm. if I'm honest. Yeah, but... I feel for Nugent because he's been assistant manager for a long time. He's had the caretaker role for himself. Yeah. And maybe under her, the succession plan was Nugent, but with the new ownership, with a bigger budget and all these new factors in play with new additions to the squad, I feel like it needs to be taken forward by a stronger and more experienced character. I can't help but think that the hierarchy are making yet another hash of a pretty straightforward situation here. They hashed up getting rid of Slade, yeah, in the way they said, you've got one game according to Slade. Um, and I can't help but think the fact that the lack of communication that they've actually on the on the official forum that you know Sl- uh, Nugent has been offered the role or he hasn't. What you know they need to be a bit more if he's clear not, with their communicating. If he's been offered it, yeah, they should just be saying to Nugent, "Do you want it? Yes or no?" And if you do, announce you it. You take it. And yep. if you don't, then see you later. 
But or you take the number stay as number two and we get someone else to yeah, come in. But it just the, seems they've offered him it. You've yeah. just been like, oh well, uh, yeah, I'm not sure really. You know, and they, there's more to discuss. Now I don't know what what's like, more what, to discuss. What is more to discuss? You've had like two weeks. Like what what is going on here? This is now starting to get a frustrating point. And 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 if this is the way that the hierarchy are going to deal with things, and I think we've got a whole lot of adjusting to do as fans of our expectations that you know they're going to put out tiny little paragraphs of information on the website stating the obvious that we already knew. Um, I, I just think that, that it's been poor and, and they need to, they shouldn't have I mean we're going to come on to it later but Matt Porter he, he should have been the one that was you know instrumental in making sure that things are done in a proper and clear way absolutely but you know we'll see what happens with that so you know Paul you're fine with it I'm very underwhelmed mm. considering the I was the, fine the, until I saw the result yesterday oh, and watched the last two the, the last game yeah. against Rochdale with his poor substitution well for me the, na- the names have been linked with a, a quite high quality names yeah um, well most of them are anyway yeah. so I'm a bit underwhelmed so we asked what your views were yeah. so uh, at CM Oriental said if true it's a massive lack of ambition and very very disappointing indeed okay I fair think enough. spot on okay um, Dave Tom's at Orient Dave I think I'm in the underwhelmed camp how much to release Steve from his Orient Outlook contract <laughs> and form a new podcast I think you're going slightly off the uh, beaten track there Dave but your card's marked now yep uh, I've got a buyout clause Dave as well uh, 100 grand and yep. if you offer that we'll still refuse it anyway uh, <laughs> Graham Levy good friend of the show at Shmishmoshan said I can see why Steve falls that way because it felt like a big name was going to come in but I am happy like Paul Cheer up, Steve. Smiley yeah, face. Absolutely. Lol. Dave Reichard at Dave Reichard 80. Only time will tell if it's a good appointment. Yeah. Nuge has his badges and I'm sure he has his own ideas, which is kind of the the angle that I'm coming from. Yeah. That's, so. I get that point completely. Uh, Vince Howard at H 73 said, not exactly the big name we may have hoped for. We'll give Nuge a chance, but I'm with Steve on this. Yeah. Fair enough. David Allen at Dazza of the O's. I'm sure we all want Nuge to succeed. First thing is to reawaken the team spirit. We might, just might, move forward. Come on, you O's. I have to say on that point, there is continuity in the messages from the players and Nugent that the, the spirit in the dressing room is as good as it's ever been. After, Whether that's right or not is a different story, but that's what they're all saying. After yesterday, that, I, I think that was inaccurate. And we'll come on to that when we talk about okay. the Swindon match. Yeah. Uh, Harry Wright at Harry 11 said Nugent was part of everything good in the club over the last few seasons. Uh, we possibly need a shake-up, but he still deserves a chance. Agree. And the thing is, you know, Agree. even if we don't agree with the appointment... Um, still got to support them. Still got to support them. Yeah. I think the only two names which would divide opinion and drive people away from the club would be Di Canio. Yeah. But I'm right with Di Canio. From a footballing perspective, it depends what you want from your manager. If you want a straight-up role model, then you're going to be very hard to please because football these days, you get very minimal role models. Russ was a role model. Yeah. But Brian McDermott would be a good role absolutely, model. Absolutely, but these men don't... These men aren't... Jimmy Hasselbank would be a good role model. Possibly. Uh, Mickey Adams would be a good role model. But do you want Mickey Adams? No, 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 I don't. But he would be a good role model. I know what you're saying. But Di Canio isn't a good role model. No, from a footballing perspective, and from a player incentive, would be an amazing coup to get him in this division again. And the other one who we'll come on to and who got linked today, Steve Evans again, I think would massively divide it. Yeah, but he's a wrong un. He is a wrong un. He's a wrong un, and he he's never like Leighton Orient. He'll he, never no, come. Absolutely, I don't think he'll ever come. But, but we'll pull it out there because you know, it, quite a big a article side. in the Sun today, and the Sun normally kind of gets some of their football judgments spot on. Yeah, and it sounds like it, it sounds like 
it could be an accurate article. Not that he's going to come, but it sounds like it could possibly be a feasible piece of journalism. But, but we'll it, see. But it, we, we'll come on to that later, I guess. And it's interesting that you say uh, about Steve Evans. I, I think that article's come about probably his agent is trying to push for a better a bigger and better contract. I think that's what's being engineered. So him by him maybe linking us to Orient and putting out a ridiculously yeah. high number might um, sort of kick his current chairman up the backside and, and pull out a bigger contract. Because I don't think uh, Mr Bichetti, he he's no mug. He knows that paying yeah. that sort of money in League One isn't isn't what's done. So I think from that point of view, I don't think that's a go. I just think that's a story that's been conjured out of his agent trying to press for a bigger yeah. deal for him, to be honest. Mate, we'll, we'll see about that. But if people want an experienced manager with promotion under their belt, then I, you know, if Steve Evans is available, then it isn't a bad shout. I hate the guy. I think he's overweight. I think he's obnoxious. He's, he's a very un- coach driver. He's very unlikable. But... You know, he's hit Boston up, he's taken Crawley up, he's taken Rotherham up. So there's something about him. He must be a decent manager. He's got a decent pedigree. He must be a decent yeah, pedigree. In that regard. You know, so we'll see. We'll see. And okay. that brings us on. Um, sadly, in the week, to Matt Porter's resignation. Yeah, um, that was a real shame, actually. He was asked to resign by Frank- Francesco Bacchetti, who passed it down through Angelo Angeleri, or whatever the chief exec's name no, no, is. Back me. Um, the reason given, apparently, was he, uh, Mr Bacchetti wanting to keep the board numbers to a, a sort of tight, low number. Um, obviously, I'm sure Matt was shocked and surprised by it. Probably came out of the blue, caught him off guard. Um, but I actually think my opinion of it actually is is that he was probably... He's been quite outspoken in support of Slade and saying about the best thing he ever did was appoint Russell and it's probably got Franco Bichetti, Francesco Bichetti's back up and that's what I think has probably happened here. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. I think that's probably um, spot on. So it sounds like the board would probably acting first Yeah. and they're thinking later and what, and what they're what they're responding to yeah I think that's right and you know the phrase acting first and thinking later is probably very apt I mean you know the the, the fans forum notes um, also you know in the pandemonium about um, them learning and wanting time but then things are asking Matt to leave at such a premature point it just probably probably says that they are you know shooting first asking questions later yeah I mean it's a new board we know it's their first taste of owning a football <coughs> club mm. um but yeah, they do seem to contradict themselves sometimes, yeah. and they seem to not really respect some of the fans' opinions. Or I don't know that they're open not, not to it. Opinion, at the moment. Maybe not open to it, but they're obviously not thinking much about what the fans' reaction will be to something like Matt Porter, or they just underestimated what the reaction would be. But a very sad day for the club. He's done yeah. so much for the club, and you know you just saw the outcry through the forums and and, and through social media. Yeah, there was quite a big outpouring, and also it means he has to resign uh, from his. Um, position at the Football League that he only got in the summer as well, which is a shame. So yeah, so um, yeah, that is a great pity. Yeah, so we wish him all the best, and hopefully, although not confirmed, hopefully we'll try and get Matt on the show. Soon yeah, that'd be great. That'd be a pleasure. Chat with him, have a beer with him somewhere, maybe. Um, yeah. So yeah, Matt, if you're listening, you're welcome on your own Outlook podcast anytime. Get in contact. And uh, yeah, we'd love to have you on the show. Yeah, and 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 I think it, it's it's already been said, but just just from an Orient Outlook podcast point of view, um, you have been a fantastic CEO for us. You you've been absolutely outstanding, really engaging. Um, I know you've helped me out a couple of times when I've needed some 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 help, uh, and I know that you are possibly one of, if not the most approachable people. Um, out there and, and you will be sorely missed and, and thanks for everything that you've done. Did he help you get your wedding shirt? 
was that no so one of my ushers basically wrote in and asked for a, like a card yeah. to be signed he sent the card in oh, it was a card, yeah. and basically Russ and all the boys signed a card saying good luck and best wishes and, and all that sort of thing um, after a game that I think we actually lost <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but that's not the point but the fact that Matt's like yeah Cool, send in the card, I'll get it sorted and I'll get it sent back to you. He's just like, what other club would, would sort of put, like, go through to the chief exec and he'll get it sorted for Absolutely you? Absolutely amazing. That's one of the reasons why, you know, we love this club and why the bond between fans and club is, is, is great and we don't want to lose that with the new board. And I'm sure the new board, don't, new board don't want to lose that either. No, but unfortunately, obviously, it's starting off differently and, you know, they've had one meeting between all the, well, not all the media outlets, yeah. but the, the fans' forum media outlets. Um, and speaking of which, um, brings us nicely on to the, the fans forum. Um, some of you have probably seen on the social media, the fa- the Facebook groups, um, but also in this week's um, Pandemonium, which was out on Saturday. Uh, that included a goodbye to Russ, an extended editorial and the fans forum notes. Uh, they're all in full there. And as well as the Matt Lockwood interview, part two. Yeah. Recorded by myself and myself, Stan Chumfall-Levy. Lovely. Uh, Hello. Which is in there. So if you haven't listened to that yet, that's available for, through iTunes and SoundCloud. No, just SoundCloud. Oh, is it? Yeah, I don't think we put it on iTunes. Oh, no, it's on iTunes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. so it's available through both. And, you know, who knows, this time next month it could be, you know... Matt Lockwood, assistant manager at Lady Lorian. Yeah, Fingers could be. crossed. Yeah, you don't know, do you? No, absolutely not. So, yeah, give, give that a listen and give the interview a read. Yeah, and if you haven't, if you're not internet, you know, if you're not on Facebook or anything, then the fans' forum points are printed in for in this week's issue, as well as on the club site as well. So, um, give that a read over. It'd be interesting. I won't, yeah, we won't go into the detail about the fans' forum, but one thing that I, I found interesting uh, is that Mr. Vichetti is putting an extra £1.3 million yeah. into the squad wage uh, bucket mm. which is a hell of a lot of money yeah when you think that's about how you it. get Henderson Simpson Mackinac in yeah so you can understand his frustration though already paying him 1.3 million more of what was being paid anyway yeah that's got to be a hell of a lot of money isn't yeah. it yeah absolutely so, so we'll see so yeah keep your eyes out for that uh, Swindon on Saturday I couldn't make that it was a religious holiday for me so I was um dealing with that it should have been one yeah it should have been one for me as well but you know (laughs) (laughs) never mind all that never mind all that moving on so I went to Swindon Um, what happened well first of all it was raining it wasn't a very nice day yeah it was horrible I went to the club shop beforehand because I went with a friend who's an orange supporter but he hadn't been in the last four or five years so I took him to the club shop he wanted to buy a scarf yeah and outrageously in in the shop there's only two scarves available one is the Wembley scarf. Mm. Why Why would you buy a Wembley scarf? Now, yeah. Now, you know, the playoff defeat we lost. I don't really understand why that was there. Still, yeah. Um, and also he wanted to buy his three-year-old boy uh, a kit, the red one, mm. obviously because it's the home kit and it's yep. red orient, and there were none available in there. So already, look, the club, to me, you know, that's 40 quid easy that the club just lose. And, you know, from a commercial perspective, it's really frustrating when you people go into the shop. And we had this with you last season when you wanted to buy your small shirt second yeah. game of the season and they didn't have any yeah. it's like how much money are the club hemorrhaging being poorly it's run just really frustrating so anyway um, ran over back yeah. to Swindon got in the ground the new nets looked fantastic I was happy with those a nice red and white net team was announced so the team was Woods in goal back four Scotty C right back Clark and Baldry centre backs Lowry left back midfield with McEnough on the right hand side with Bartley and Vincelotto in the middle Cox on the left, and Dagnall and Simpson up front. 
uh, which surprised me a little bit, but Nugent has shown that he's quite keen to surprise uh, in his squad selection. So fair play to him, you know, he's got he's got nerves and he's got, you know, big big thoughts. He's got his ideas, isn't he? Yeah, he's not mm. afraid he's not afraid to uh, you know, change the team as he sees fit. So fair play to him for that. You know, we asked on Twitter on the morning, you know, what you think should should be. We had a lot of votes, particularly for Baldry to step up to centre midfield. Mm-hmm. Um so Lowry could go as a centre back and Arno could go left back. But yep. he didn't do that. But that wasn't that wasn't a bad shout, thanks for feedback. I agree actually. Him or Pritch in, in the centre with Vincelo. I was gonna yeah. say we also had a few shouts for Pritch, um, who was on the bench. So the match started pretty even. Swindon uh build from the back, they build from the keeper and they pass it on the floor. They don't Swindon, do any, yeah, right. don't do any long balls. It was evident from a very early phase in the match that it was going to be on the ground, it was going to be slick, and they were a fast counter-attacking team. Does that ring any bells for a season that we did that? Ever so slightly. Um, so early on, Daggers got through. Great yeah. run by Daggers. Running down on goal. Had Simpson in the middle. And just the way it's going for Daggers at the moment, George just shot wide, didn't test the keeper. Should have done better. Should have at least hit the target. Mm. So frustrating for Daggers. And then a similar run by Daggers. He got in again. Ran uh, into the box. Keeper came out to meet me. Squared it to Coxie. Mm. To be fair, it wasn't the best ball to Coxie, so he kind of Coxie took it in his stride, uh, got the shot away, which was going in, headed off the line by a defender, which was frustrating, because if that goes in, you think we probably might have gone on to maybe win it to get the goal. Yeah. However, that didn't happen. So we had a good spell of pressure, and his Swindon broke away, uh, scored a goal. Again, it was a quick, quick attack. We seemed to be slow to react in defence. Uh, Swindon were a very quick team, and their player Smith finished it well, 1-0. Uh, and it finished 1-0 at the break. I must say, refereeing in the first half was pretty bad, mate. As right. bad as what I've seen it. Um, We're Simpson, having a spell of that at the moment with poor refereeing. Simpson got booked for, <coughs> I thought it was a fine challenge. Yeah. Got booked. It was a two-footed challenge, but the defender saw it coming and played for it. Um, and amazingly, a line, the lino uh, gave offside for a back pass. So Swindon passed it back, went to Simpson, who was through, and she put her flag up, which was ridiculous. Was it that Sean Massey? No, I don't think There's so. another one. Okay. Um, so, players came out for the second half. I don't think we, we played too bad in the first half, but we conceded an early goal. Uh, again, a very quick attack from Swindon. Again, on the floor, very pacey, and their number three, Burn, finished it. Quite a decent goal, to be fair. But, um, yeah, Henderson came on for Dagnall, which is good because it shows that Nugent, again, straight on it, isn't afraid to, you know, keep it. Like, you know, Slade, one of my Slade criticisms, or one of our Slade criticisms, were that. Slade wouldn't make a substitution until like the 70th minute or yeah. 75th. Nugent, as soon as it was 2-0, got Hendo straight on. Right, OK. So he didn't wait. That's good. But then the flip side of Henderson, he's probably our best striker, but when you bring Henderson on, it tends to all go route one. Which is what yeah, that's, that's the problem, isn't it? Which is what happened. Um, I must say, I love Scotty C, but he seems to be slightly affected by the booze he was getting throughout the match. Um, Swindon gave him a torrid time, as you'd expect, really, former player. Yeah. Um, Sean Back came on for Simpson. Okay. I thought Simpson done all right, but he didn't really have to service. Looks like he's getting fitter, though. Looks like he's getting faster. Um, funny thing with the substitution is they put Dagnall's number up <laughs> instead of Simpson's. So Dagnall's number came up, and no one obviously came off. So a bit strange to see that. But there was just wasn't any urgency. It didn't look like we were ever going to get back in the game. You know, towards the end of the match, there was a scuffle. Henderson got booked, was lucky to stay on the pitch. What was the scuffle about? Do you know what? Don't even know. It was like in the corner by the West End. Okay. All the players rushed in. Henderson wasn't involved and then he rushed in and ended up getting booked. And he was probably shoving one of their players. So lucky to stay on the pitch. 
Cox got booked as well. Uh, and in the 92nd minute or 93rd minute, Cuthbert got down the byline, crossed it in. Henderson, good header, 2-1. I saw the highlights. That was a good goal, actually. Good goal. Um, but unfortunately, it finished. And we lost 2-1. So another home defeat, unfortunately. And yeah, that leaves Orient 20th in the league. 10 points from 10 games. Nugent's reaction um, was essentially saying the same old thing all the time. And it's very disappointing. Heads went down for a while in the second half. The spirit is still there. Uh, that was shown by the fact that we didn't give up and we got that late goal. Mm. To me, I would counter that. I don't think the spirit is there. There's players arguing with each other on the pitch. Clark doesn't seem to be leading very well as, what, as well as what he was doing last season, Yeah, which is frustrating. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think it's pretty a pretty tough time at the moment. And for me, like I've already stated, Nugent has been in charge of two games, lost both. Yeah. So for me, it's not it's not really where I want to see clicking, is it? See see the team going. Um, so yeah, so we'll see what next week brings. We have got Dagenham and Redbridge away in the JPT Cup. Which I'm gonna go to. You going? Yeah, I've got my ticket for that. Cool. Thank you to Lucy for getting me my ticket. Cool. As well. And we've got Sheffield United away in the league uh, next Saturday. So Paul, yeah. you have an opinion, don't you, about players who play badly? Yeah. So it's it's just a thought that that I had. Um, which is probably no greater than what anyone else has thought. And I think that players who perform consistently need to be shipped out on loan. Like There's a, there was a lot of lot of feedback on Bartley. Um, now, Bartley went from Bournemouth, playing well under Eddie Howe, to Burnley under Eddie Howe, and Burnley paid a million quid for him. Now, you don't just go and lash out a million quid on a, on a no mark. He's, he's got to be pretty decent. It doesn't have to be like world beater, but he's got to be pretty decent to be paying seven figures for him. And he's coming to us here and, and, and he's just not stepping up. Now, I'm a big fan of letting someone have a run of games before you make a decision, but you want to be able to see flashes of, of what he can do. But he just has a poor touch. He has poor distribution. He doesn't seem to have any vision. And either either he's got to step up or he's got to be shipped out. And the same with Simpson, having nothing. Makinov had has had possibly a half a good game in his time here. Mate, that's very controversial. I'm going to put Makinov in it because I expected more from him. i tell you what, they will never loan Makinov or Simpson out. Because they, they, won't. they both start games and they're both on such a high wage that you couldn't, you couldn't loan them out to him. No, you couldn't, but that's not, that's not the point. They won't go because they're first choice. Yeah. But my point is, is that if they're not making the cut, then they should be... They should be pushed out. But does that not come back to the new blood? And the same with Mooney as well. Well, Mooney's, Mooney, Mooney's, been, moment, so Mooney's been poor for months, in I like my opinion. Mooney. I like Mooney. No, I, don't, I won't have a bad word on this I don't podcast. Think he likes, I don't think he offers us much at all, to be honest with you. How he scored 20-odd goals from last season, I, I still don't know. But, you know, it, it, it just something needs to change. You need to ship out any dead wood. But, you know, this is all about current form. And if people are not on good form, then they need to be de- that needs to be dealt with. And, and we are now of a club size where we have the finance to ship them out and bring play, other players who want to play. That's very harsh from Paul. Let me know. Let us know your views. Yeah, I'm just going to say it Paul. as it is, how I think it is, because ah. I, think, I think I'm right. Absolutely. So, yeah, if you agree with Paul, let us know. If you don't, let well, us know. I think slightly harsh. I think Bartley hasn't... Yeah, he hasn't, been run, injured, he hasn't, he hasn't had a run of games, but that's what you have a squad for. And he's back up for he's a backup for James. So he's given a chance and he doesn't take it. Well, there, there's my point. Well, you've got youth players. You've got Harry Lee. <coughs> Give him a chance. Absolutely. If he's good enough. Absolutely. If he's good I, enough. I agree with you. Give respect. him a chance. So, um, Paul has spoken. 
So reportedly in the crowd yesterday, just a bit back to the management, um, <coughs> bit for one last thing. Yeah. Uh, Mickey Adams was reportedly in the ground. Yeah. Haven't seen any evidence of this. Um, and so was Tim Sherwood, that I'm not sure about, um, but a few people have mentioned it, so we'll see. And yeah, n- nothing still confirmed by the club, so we'll, we'll play the waiting game this week again, I guess. Yeah, I think it's just going to be a question of probably waiting 10 years and seeing what the club decide to put out, to be honest with you. Like I say, that's no offence to, to Johnny. Johnny does a sterling job. He can only do what he's told um, to do. And I just think the club, from the hierarchy, have been, been quite poor. Absolutely. Um, so, that wraps up this week, then. Yeah, so, so we're just going to end it um, about three or four weeks ago now. It seems an, an eternity, actually. We interviewed Orient management legend Mr Frank Clark we did it was amazing we had him on the phone we had him for an hour 10 minutes which was great so um, hopefully the quality can come through we're sorry if it's not as good as it might normally be we're well, not that technical setup here we're not in a studio or anything so well, well with Lockie Lockie was in the same room so that's pretty straightforward it was easy yeah absolutely uh, Frank was uh, through Over a mobile phone. phone so we've got Frank talking uh, just a quick two and a half minute snippet about the Wrexham um, home playoff final which, for those of you who remember, was quite an epic epic point. Yeah, absolutely. So here's Frank talking about that uh, as part of our snippet. So, ladies and gentlemen, Frank Clark. So the away leg against Wrexham finishes nil-nil. So we bring it back to Brisbane Road and all to play for. So do you just want to talk us through that 90 minutes, again, from, from your perspective, you know, a, a tight game, a one-off game, to essentially get in the league above? Speaking about Wrexham at home, so we'll put out another snippet of the interview next week. Absolutely, and then we'll whack it out live, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we don't want to deny the uh, the public what they want. 
Um, if there are any people that you would like us, uh, obviously with Orient Connections, to um, try and get an interview on, if there's any particular people throughout the club's history, obviously still alive, we're not clairvoyants. Um, so, you know, please let us know at Orient Outlook. Uh, if you're on Twitter, you can email us, Outlook at outlook.com. Um, if you've got any suggestions, uh, any feedback whatsoever that you want to give us about the podcast, anything you think we can be doing better, please feed us back. We want to be making a podcast and putting efforts into something that people want to listen to. Absolutely. You can put it about myself, Mr. Levy. Well, thank you very much indeed. I, I do try, um, as, as do you, and that's, that's the best that we can do, really. Yeah, so as mentioned, Dagenham and Redbridge away on Tuesday, oh. and if we win that, you know... I think that's the, we'll be in the quarters or maybe even the semis. I think it will be I in the quarters of the JPT. Yeah. Um, and I think we can win that. As long as we keep getting away draws, we'll think, be all right. I think actually. we'll be all right. Yeah, I don't want to home draw ever. <laughs> so, yeah, as so, long as they're local. So, massive opportunity in a massive local derby. So, if you go in, yeah. as always, sing up. I'll try and t- I'll be trying to tweet from the from the game as best I can as well to try and give some updates as well. I've got a new phone with, with 4G uh, signal, so I should be able to get tweets out and we'll be wearing our new super black, black kit, kit yeah you know, played one in the black kit one one, one in one. the black kit yeah. so you know a big local derby should be good atmosphere down there and yeah a winnable game I'd say one that you'd think we'd have to win they lost on Friday night as well so we're both coming in off the back of losses and Jamie Curitan scored. scored and you I know, you, know you everyone knows Jamie Curitan is going to score on yeah Tuesday. he will so we need to score too yeah. but, um, but we can easily do that absolutely and then obviously Sheffield United away um, week. great ground to go to so again if you go in sing up for the boys make some noise you know will it be Kevin Nugent's Red and White Army will it be Mickey Adams's Red and White Army will it be Steve Evans' Red and White <sighs> Army knows. will it be Paul Levy's Red and White Army I'd do the job Matt Lockwood Matt Lockwood's Red and White Army yeah you know who knows but whoever it is get behind the boys sing support up them. support the team you know it's our club it's our Orient you know and we all love them yeah absolutely and just just keep positive and that will translate to the boys on the pitch as well so i think it only leaves us to say thanks for listening join us same time next week and um in the meantime have a good week and up the o's up the o's